knowledge can produce is insanity. So these great theological mixed up breed of whatever they are has figured out that they can understand how to control our lives better than we can control it. So we have a condition that exists for us to realize that basically as far as the body of Christ is concerned and the bride, we have now bumped up to a realm. We have come to the end of our progress. You can't go any further. There's not any more message coming. There's not any more uh, politics is not going to get any better. Your money system's failing. Natural system's failing. Earth's failing. Disease, everything is failing. We've bumped up to a point. Now remember, the prophet taught that the Holy Spirit, the Logos, that is here now, will take total preeminence in our lives. Preeminence means the same condition as if you died. When you die and leave this body, God is in complete control. You can't argue with Him. You can't persuade Him. You can't, let's discuss this. There's no free will. There's nothing to say, well, wait a minute now. Uh, we don't want to do it this way. I didn't believe. No, no, no. You're in total hands of God, sovereign God. That's the way the bride that is changed must become here. We must become totally subject to the revealed word, which you will find out is your representation or your theophany that you were supposed to go to in the very beginning. All right? So this process that we're looking at, the building of the church, seven steps, it is a process to glorification. Also contains the mystery of the rapture. Because the mystery of the rapture is not a doctrine that we mechanically learn. It is a revelation that has taken you through a transformation or metamorphosis to a different kind of a body. That is what we're in. And every time that we set it together and receive the Word, which Brother Bram calls feeding on the Word, there is something happening to you internally that is conforming to something that is already there invisible to your eye. The theophonic bodies of the bride of Christ is right here in our midst now. They are absolutely young men and women, but we cannot see them yet because the process has not transpired within our mortal bodies to open our eyes or spiritual eyes that we can see their theophany bodies. So what we're looking at is a process that we're going through now to reach glorification. Okay? If I had a blackboard up here, we couldn't do that, but then we spent all of our time on a blackboard. So we're looking at step number two this morning. Now remember, every step joins together or adds two. Just like you go to the first grade, you take the ABCs and go to the second grade. You take C, Jack, run, C, Jill, run. You add that to the third grade, right on up, right on up, right on up, until you come to an understanding of the Word of God. Amen. Something happened again. I don't know what's going on. All right. So with this morning, step number two, we're looking at 
body of Christ is built on the revealed Word of God. That's the point. We'll read the Scripture here in just a few minutes. Step number two, the body of Christ is built on the revealed Word of God. Brother Branham in the uh, first quote, Un Unpardonable Sin, Brother Branham said, Sin in its initial form, let's go back all the way to heaven, is to reject the revealed Word of God. Sin is unbelief in the Word. The initial form that it started was that it rejected the revealed Word of God. It rejected the revealed body or theophany or logos of God. And you can go back to Michael right on back and bring it down. When God has revealed something as His will, we call it the message of this hour, to reject that is to blaspheme or to reject God. So the prophet here is equating the revealed Word with God. Because the revealed Word is Spirit, and Spirit is Word, and Word is Spirit, and Word is God. Okay, all right. In the message, Shalom, Brother Bram said, Jesus Christ, God's Word is our rock. Jesus Christ, Jesus the Logos, the anointing, not the man now. Jesus the Logos, God's theophany, is our revelation. Upon this revelation, I'll build my church. The revealed Word of God. The revealed theophany of God in its season. And you're going to see that the revealed theophany of God takes on human bodies. All right. Seven messengers all the way to the prophet. Shalom. To the real believer, peace. We're at the end time. There's nothing beyond this revelation. This revelation is the process to immortality or glorification, and without it, we will not make it. On this rock, I'll build my church, watch, the revelation of the Word. Now, here the Word can either mean written Word, and Rima Logos, written Word, or it can mean the Logos, the Spirit Word, in the form of the anointing that we call a pillar of fire. They are both one. They're both the same. We only look at the context that the prophet speaks of it in to understand what we're saying. Watch. Now, over in 64, Feast of the Trumpets. They shall know their God. Who shall know their God? The bride or the elect for this hour that basically hears the revealed word, which is basically hearing from your theophany body that was eternal in the heavens. They shall know their God, how he shall appear in the last days. Not only will he appear in Logos, but he will appear according to the written word in that prophet. 
the people must get through your mind. Without a prophet, you will not know how to serve God or God's will. That sounds to the theological world I hear blaspheming, but it's absolutely the truth according to the Bible. You said Paul said, well, he was a prophet. Jeremiah, the whole Bible is God's revelation of himself bringing it through uh, veils called men, stories, allegories, flesh. All the Bible reveals God, his purpose, his plan, his will, his desire, and the end product. When we get a little farther, you're going to find out we've been working on the Alpha and Omega principle. If you look in the book of Revelation, Brother Branham in Future Home, when he draws this great pyramid and describes it as New Jerusalem coming out of heaven to earth, it says that it's a heavenly city. The capstone or the lamb is the light thereof, which he calls the eternal Logos. Then he says, you haven't seen God yet, but everything that you see here, Jesus, the bride and the bridegroom, those out here in the kingdom, all of that is the omega of what started back here in the beginning of an alpha. So his will must be done on earth at the end, bringing it back what it was in the beginning when it started a war with Michael and his angels that did not want to worship according to the revealed Word of God. Let me just follow me. Okay. Now. So he said, now watch. He shall appear in these last days. Now that's the theophany, which the scientists or theologians calls Logos. It is a pillar of fire. Theophany, Brother Bram said, is a better word than Logos because Logos is basically a sterile word that doesn't communicate any relationship. It's just a reason, fact, thought, attributes, what or more that we can't identify with. But Theophany is a living organism, God veil, making himself known to us in a relationship. So he is to appear in a theophonic form or a pillar of fire. And the only way that he can uncover himself, he must do it through a theophonic or a word body called a prophet. That prophet then becomes the covering of this light as a voice or a spokesman. And it is now Melchizedek, God, manifest himself in this hour to us through a prophet. All right. So he said, now, he's going to appear in this end time to bring the people back to the Word. And I'm going to call that Word back to your original state or a theophany Word body eternal in the heavens. It could be back to the original doctrine and revelation that the church is built on, and that's the way we're using it. And it starts on the identity of Jesus, the only begotten Son of God. All right. He said, now, so that the bride will know her husband, know her mate, the revealed Word. 
Now take the picture of Adam. He was first made in theophonic or spirit body form. If you had a blackboard, you could draw it out. One circle, and he was made both male and female, and called it he. Let us make man in our image. So he made Adam, the third man, and in Adam, that form was both male and female. Or well, let's put it, Eve was in the theophany form, married and joined to one form. So when God formed a body around the theophany of Adam, then basically Eve remained in her theophonic born form in him. So he was found without a mate. So he didn't create again. He took a rib from Adam and formed a body around the theophany called Eve. And now then you've got two physical bodies. Now you have two which are one person. Let me just follow me now. We're looking at bride in the church now. One person. You say, well, they're two. But they're still one. Because in the beginning, they were one. Now, as God was one, out of God came this light, pillar of fire that we have a picture of, separating this theophonic body from the theophany God period. And now then, you have two, which they are both the same person. It gets a little complicated, but that's the way that it is. So when you get your real mate here in their physical bodies, which it should be by revelation that that is a part of you from the beginning, which true marriage is basically a son and daughter of God joining together by a revelation of who they are in a perfect marriage. So two elected seed joined together by revelation. This is my husband. This is my wife. That is a marriage that God put together and no man can put asunder. Okay. So that the bride will know her husband, know her mate, the revealed word. Why? Because you were a part of that theophonic form from the very beginning. When God said, let us make man... He made him in a theophonic form after the image of the theophany called the Son of God. Every man, every theophany was created before the foundation of the world. Are you following now? So you have a word, spirit, body, eternal in the heavens, waiting for you now. And it is essential that you become a part of that to be glorified. It's a process. He said, now, she must know her mate, the revealed word. That's why this has to happen. So he's telling you that God must send a prophet to bring forth this revelation of your true identity as sons for you to move in the process to immortality. Because... The theophonic body, I'll put it this way, contains a knowledge of what God's will is to be expressed in this hour through some form in flesh. 
The revealed word only brings you the revelation of that knowledge in a mortal form. So now when you receive the revelation of the word, you're in the same state in a mortal body as if you had gone to your theophany and come here. We bypass it. That's the reason we have to learn. Because we don't have that knowledge outside of the teacher, which is the Holy Ghost, coming and teaching us the all things. And the word things there mean logosis or little attribute words. Teach them and give them their identity to be expressed in the process to glorification. Now that's a mouthful of words, but that's the way that I can understand it. What? That's why this has to happen. In other words, it has to happen to bring the metamorphosis to an end conclusion. So if we have reached the end of the progress, there is something that has to transpire within us called faith or revelation to totally bring us to a submission to the revealed Word of God, which is and represents your theophany that's already here. You reject the Word, you reject your theophany that is going to come here, and you wait a thousand years for it to be judged. Okay? All right. So he said it wasn't in the Reformers, it wasn't in Luther, Wesley, it wasn't in the Pentecostals. It didn't come. It says it wasn't, but he, it will come. That is his promise for this age. We're living in the age that his coming, which means an appearing before the coming, will be in. The appearing is already transpired. The Logos has already come and revealed himself as the judge. The seventh seal coming of Christ is already open to us. The book of Revelation has been unsealed for us to see our identity in the eternal mind of Almighty God. Hopefully, we can confess that we are those attributes, that son and daughter of God, now expressed in a human body. In other words, as Adam sold us into sin, Jesus got us out of sin. You had not one thing to do with it at all. Well, I worked it out. I went to the, you got not one thing to do with salvation, period. Except what? Accept who you are, and there's something in you that will receive that and begin to act out that word body, that knowledge that is now deposited in you called a revelation. Okay. That's his coming for this age. We're living in the age that his coming will be. She must be identified in him. In other words, we was released from the body of Christ at Calvary. Like Eve was separated from Adam, now in two forms. The bride was separated from Christ. Now we're in our each individual form as individuals and must now be rejoined together to become one right back to Christ, the Word made flesh, which must be in and through a prophet, one man. All right. Any woman must be identified with her husband. Now, it sounds natural, but he is speaking about the end-time manifestation of the bride and the bridegroom becoming one or the reuniting together a marriage, an invisible union 
of theophany back to theophany to make one complete person called Jesus Christ the body of God. One. So now the male and female is called a he because they have been married together back and this union is complete. So every expression and every seed that was in Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago has now been manifested on earth. And now we're back to Apple, our sons and daughters of God, joined right back with the word period. It is over. It's over. The process is over. Any woman must be identified with her husband for the two are one. Remember, there are two, but they are still one. You said, Brother Gregory, you're trying to make two gods. No. Let us make man in our image. Brother Benson, now we have two. There's only one God. You either have two expressions of the one God, or you have God and an expression, or you have God and another being, one or the other. And the other being cannot be God because there's only one. But since this one had a beginning and was birthed forth out of this, in the beginning was the Logos, and the Logos was God. Now, when you come down to the physical Jesus, starting in the New Testament, then you've got a transition you must make there. And Brother Branham's language is like a pinball machine back and forth because the Word must be made flesh. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And Brother Bram said, if you make that Jesus, the man, you have two or three gods. And every person I know of makes that Logos, Jesus, and then the first verse 14 said, and Jesus, and the word Logos become flesh, and now then that was Jesus. Not so. Jesus was begotten. He started his existence in the womb of a virgin. The man Jesus was not pre-existent. Brother Branham called the Logos Jesus. That's what makes us so confusing, and we'll look at it just here in a few minutes. Now watch. For the two are one. So you have two that's actually one person, he said. And, the, and he is the Word, or he is the Logos, or he is the revelation of God that was birthed forth from the beginning. Feast the trumpets. Now, let's go to our text and we'll go to part two. In Matthew 16, we read in verses uh, 17 and 18, And Jesus answered said, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. We found step number one was, Who is the Son? Who is Jesus Christ? And His identity by divine revelation is the beginning of the metamorphosis process spiritual transfiguration of each individual. Every individual will come into the body the same way. And number two, and I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this revelation I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail it. Step number two is the church will be built upon the revealed Word of God. So he said, I will build my church, and his church is his body. Made up of individuals. So the complete body of the end, every little stone in there is an individual person. 
So each part, each member, is an individual part making up the whole. So he does in every part what he does in the whole. So if Jesus was the revelation of God, he will bring forth in every member these steps that was displayed in one man, Jesus Christ. You and I were in him as a man. As seed. Are you following me? We were released at Calvary and therefore redeemed and made the righteousness of God by Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Because His blood was created, making it the created blood of Almighty God, which was pure and was sufficient enough to pay for every sin and restore our state back before God as perfect. So when he looks at our theophany body there that he created before the foundation of the world, that's how he sees you now through the blood. You are perfect. That theophany is your state that God looks at, and here the revelation is your standing, which must match together for the theophany body, and you must become one. All right. So let's look at a little quote here, which basically gets kind of thick. We need to take the message, who is this Melchizedek, and basically read it paragraph, paragraph. I know people don't like to do that, but to understand this sermon, which is a part of the rapture process, showing us how our bodies come through, which he calls, who is this Melchizedek? And he made Melchizedek in Genesis God who had neither father or mother, neither was he born, but he was God in a theophany or a body that was called King of Salem and ruled over people. They seen him, talked to him, and it was absolutely God in a theophonic form or body. Are you following me now? He also appeared in that form to Abraham when he met him in the tent to fulfill his prophecy, thou shalt have a child. Because Abraham said he was sitting outside the tent and he saw three angels or three men that he called one of them Lord. Abraham had something in him that could recognize the revealed or veiled word, theophany, covering God in human flesh. Just like you said when you heard Brother Bram, you said, now that's the prophet promise. There was something that that physical body veiled that you recognized was spiritually of God. Abraham looked at three men and recognized them as one of them as Elohim, Almighty God, veiled in a theophonic form of a man. He said, basically, God said, let's go down. It's time now to go down and talk to Abraham. So he reached out and got to Adam's, the cosmos, and whatever it is out here, Stepped into a body and stepped into it. Gabriel come here. Michael come here. And they stepped out in this realm in the form of a theophany. A word, sensate body called men. Now Brother Branham said he allowed uh, Billy Paul to see the angel. The angel was a man. But when he got ready to leave it broke up. Just like Star Trek broke up in little lights. 
went out like a wind. That had to be a theophonic body that could basically move through a dimension where you could not see it any further. But I doubt if that angel went 10 foot above or wherever they were at. You have a guardian angel. We call that now. I call it a theophany. You have an angel now. Every elected person of God has a theophonic body or an angel that's with you, watches over you, guards you, walks you through this life, protects you, teaches you, gets you out of trouble, lets you get in the mud hole, then gets you out all the days of your life until you become one with God in a glorified body. Amen. He's got their angel. Every one of us has an angel. I do not believe it is a winged angel. If it is, that's all right. I believe it is our representation called our theophany. A spirit body. Why would not my spirit body know me better than anybody else? Because that body knows every step that I'm going to take in this form. And it already knows that it can't fail. It's not going to fail. It already knows it can't fail. So it watches over to make sure that I fit all the way through to be transformed or metamorphosed into this form that I was before the foundation of the world. Are you following me? All right. So look, now watch, here's a, here's a quote in Melchizedek. Watch, Brother Brown said, that's the way we do. We got the quote up there. All right, you got it. That's the way we do. Watch what he said. We accept God by faith, by the written word. The written word is only God in a form that it has come through spoken mind written down. So the Rima and Logos to me is one and the same because they're interchangeable in the Bible. This written word is God in a form. If this word is in me by revelation, I can say the Holy Ghost is in me, and the measure that I understand the written word is the measure that I am full of the Holy Ghost. So every time a portion of the word is made known to you, they're saying like you're filling up a cup. But remember, our cups can only be filled with what God is pouring into us in this hour. Not in Luther's day, not in Wesley's day, not in Pentecostal day, but in this hour of transfiguration, we are by theophany a part of the metamorphosis, and we've got to go through this stage to reach the end product, which is a complete glorified body of every saint that started from the resurrection down to today. We accept God by faith, by the written word. Now, I got this kind of turned around because there is a twofold. When I made the notes, I looked at it one way. When I read the notes a while ago, I looked at it another way. Have patience with me. I th you say, well, I thought you was perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm pretty stupid when it comes to things. I only get what God gives me through the messenger. Watch. We accept God by faith, by the written word. There is something in there. Now, to me, I'm only interested in what's in me. Now, we already know that there's a part in me called a soul, an element, a predestinated seed that is a part of God. Okay. But let's watch what he's saying. 
We know God by the written word. There's something in there. So there's something in the written word. See, there's something in the written word. It's that eternal life. So there's something, a revelation in the written word. And if it's eternal life, it is a part of your logos, your theophany body. That is made known to you in the season that you live. What he's telling me is the written word in here. There is a revelation in here. Which represented by my theophany or my representation. That will stand out to me or quicken me to let me know where I am as an eagle for this hour. Now, you can't explain that. I can't. Somebody might be able to, but I can't. Watch. It's that eternal life. If it's that eternal life, it must be that theophany that he made before the foundation of the world. What else could it be? The only place you can go back to there is that God when he was alone. In darkness. Not in darkness, but... Basically, in the ability that was nothing known of him, really. If you don't know about God, it's darkness to everything except God. So it's that eternal life. I call it theophany. Because remember, in who is this Melchizedek, he's talking about God moving from body to body to body. So his subject is God coming down through the process, showing us our step that each one of us will go through. Are you following me? So if his subject is body, then basically it's that eternal life, not the gene in here, but the eternal body that you're going to from the very beginning. So basically there's something in here whereby you have heard or do hear from your theophany. When you reject the revealed word, which is a part of you, you reject your theophany that it's there. Now remember, faith cometh by hearing. Most of us are acting out of faith that we hear that little man in there, that idiot in there that talks to you all the time. If he dresses himself up as educational and real smart, that little man in there that's talking to you is smarter than anybody that you listen to, any teacher or anybody out, even God. That little man in there, 90 times out of 10, is the devil. Your faith is coming by listening to him. Turn him off. Let's see if you can turn him off. Can you get down before God and bring a stillness to that little mind that there's nothing talking inside of you? I don't think so. You say, well, that's just thoughts. Where is the thoughts coming from? If there are thoughts, why are the thoughts in form or in words that you identify with form? How can I think horse unless something in me gives me a word and I understand what the form of that word is so my thought horse can be materialized in word form? Alright, then what if you begin to think inside of you, I am a son of God. I am an eagle. I am predestinated. 
I am the righteous and love of God. I am more than a conqueror. I'm a part of Elohim. I'm a part of the body of Christ. I am a believer from the very beginning. Let that word bring you faith. Amen. All right. It's that eternal life I call theophany body. You were predestinated to it. You're predestinated to the theophonic body, the word body, the spirit body. Are you following me now? In other words, this body that he made you in was going to be you. That's you. But Adam fell and took you with him. So we have never come forth in expression in this body. We bypassed it. Because of sin, we come down through natural reproduction. But remember, this body here was you from the very beginning. Here is where you were predestinated with eternal life. So when you hear the Word of God, you have heard from your representation, which is your eternal body or your theophany that's already there. Praise be to God. Your theophany and my theophany is no more than five or ten feet from us right now. And when we feel good and begin to shout, all you're doing is coming into contact with that atmosphere that is really you from the beginning. Hallelujah. That makes you want to shout glory to God. Yes, sir. Really gets you inspired. Now watch. His grandpa and grandma were eagles. He was an eagle all the way back. How far back are we going to go? All the way back to this theophonic body called you when God said, let us make man in our image. And it was a theophonic form that they were in. All right. Eagles don't mix with other things. Brother Branham brings everything down to his ministry and this end time of separating us from false word, creeds, and dogmas of man, which that's step number four that we'll get to. In other words, we will not take any organized religion baked up meal. It just won't digest. It won't do nothing for you anyway because there's no life in it. Are you, are you following? You try to eat it. I've got hundreds almost of books, maybe a thousand books. I read them all, and there's not one thing in there except the knowledge of man. And every one of them starts out with an error. E-R-R-O-R. To begin with, we want to believe that there is three gods, the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, three personalities in one God, that is our faith, and you must believe that to receive this book. I do not believe that. I will not receive that. Because there's one God. One God. His name is Jesus. That's true. But there's only one God. 
He is my Father, and there's only one begotten Son, unique, born one way, and He's the only one that will be born that way, that paid the price of my redemption and brought me back into relationship with my Father, that Logos, or Theophany, was joined back to Theophany. Praise be to God. Notice, He's not a hybrid. Now, the only hybrid in the Bible started out was Cain. He was hybrid. Notice. No, he's an eagle. Now watch. Then after you recognize the very word of God, in other words, the word that's revealed to you in this hour, when you recognize the very revealed word of God was eagle food. Eagle food means that's the only one that can affect your soul to put it in a growing process, metamorphosis, to be able to fit into a theophany if you was to die. Because when you die and leave here, you've got a body eternal in the heavens waiting for you. That Brother Branham thought before in the 50s, he'd say, well now, uh, we go to a, like a little cloud and a little mist floating along. And I say, well, there goes Brother Neville, a little cloud. I sure like to shake his hand. But he, he said it would just go through each other. It wouldn't happen. But then when he went across the curtain of time, he found out that those little clouds wasn't little clouds. They were young, you and I, in the form of our perfect state. 21 or 22-year-old. My wife is still a redhead over there. Oh, I don't like red hair. Well, that's the one that God gave you. I don't like blonde. That's what God gave you. Isn't it amazing how we're always dyeing our hair, changing this, trying to change our appearance, and God saw you perfect as He wanted you over there with this attribute, with this personality. That's you in a perfect state. So why don't you just submit to God and relax a little bit? Just submit to God and relax. Father, not my will, but Thy will be done. And just be natural, born again, sons and daughters of God. Quit trying to dress up, make up, whatever more, put eagles, whatever, to be something that you're not. Just be natural. Well, Brother Greer, if I was natural, yeah, well, that's what you are. I mean, just be what you are. Watch. After you recognize the very word of God was eagle food, then you left the other thing. You have, watch, you have then been formed... Like a baby being formed in the mother's womb now. You have been formed into the living image. There's an image of you called Theophany. 25-year-old, perfect, good-looking Earl Gregory over there somewhere. Don't laugh. The way you laugh, you didn't think you had one over there. When I look in the mirror of God's Word, who do I see? Me. Oh, I see you, I see this, and I see Bill, I see John. Oh, they're terrible, terrible. No, 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 I see me. That's the only one you can see in the Word of God is yourself. Well, look at there, I see, oh, look, oh. no, 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 look right here, me. Who, who is me? Who is me? See, there's a personality, there's an element in there. They call it an attitude. An attitude is everything. They call it many things, but it's you. If I had spiritual eyes and you dropped dead, 
All I would see is a little light. <whistles> Leave the body going where? It's either going to a body in chains of darkness or it's going to a theophany body in the presence of God. One or the other. Okay. Then you have been formed into the living image, which is the living image is the revealed word, watch now, of the living God. You heard from your theophany. You say, well, Brother Green, this is a bunch of nonsense. This is the revelation necessary for the rapture. You've got to grasp this, believe it, until it becomes an understanding to you for the rapture. Amen. Watch. So, Now, the word theophany, actually put the meaning there, means theo, which is God, theos, phanaru, or a covering, phanaru, which means God is showing himself forth. That's what it means. A theophany is God showing himself forth. Well, you said, if that's true, then what is my theophany? God showing himself forth. If you're a son and daughter of God, what is that? God showing himself forth. If you're a seed of God, what is that? God showing himself forth. What if we're all children of God? What is that? God showing himself forth as father over a family. So everything is God unfolding and giving you a revelation of himself, which is invisible spirit word. So theophany means what? God is showing himself for. Now the prophet speaks of theophany as to a spirit form body. A spirit, boy that time goes by fast when you're having a good time. It goes by slow when you're not, <laughs> don't want to listen, but it goes by fast up here. So Brother Bam calls it a spirit form body. And I said a while ago, as he went across the curtain of time, he received the revelation that they were absolutely sensate, natural bodies, that he could shake hands and look more and more. So the prophet speaks to us having a part of God in us that he called a soul or an attribute. So there's also something in us that's eternal life also. What you're seeing is our parts being metamorphosed or going through this what we call growth or stage, until we reach what we call an acorn or the apple on the tree. We go from seed and never see there's a life. That life goes through what? A tree, what more blossom, what more? It comes out to an apple. And now the apple is the glory of the life of the seed. When you see the apple, you've seen the glory that was veiled in the seed as nothing. Invisible life. So right now, we are in the glory stage of mortal bodies. In the process to an immortal body. So this morning we find ourselves in a mortal body that we're having problems with. Amen. Brother Branham calls the Alphony spirit body that we are waiting for. He also called it a word body. 
a spirit body. And he says back in 55, I think 55 or 56, I gave you some quotes there where he used the word to give you some understanding of it. He said basically a better word than theophany or basically a word body or spirit body is a better word to describe it than the word theophany. Because he said we are a part of God, then the real you and I, as we said before, is that personality inside of you that is what came from God. There's a part of you this morning that came from God. That part of you this morning that came from God through natural election or natural reproduction bypass the original body that God made for you before the fall. So remember, church, like the Bible said, in Adam we were represented, we all went into sin. You and I didn't do what Adam done. We did not sin after his similitude of Adam. And even before Adam and without the law, we were still represented in Adam. All in Adam died. Now, Eve is a mother of all living, but only in Adam was representation made before God. Now, we know that Cain wasn't in Adam, but Eve is a mother of all living. And basically, there's tribes in there, mother of all living. There's lots of people living that didn't come through Adam. So what we're looking at, all in Adam died. All in Christ is made alive. Because why? With this theophonic body up here, that the Bible said you were around the throne shouting for joy, was because God made covenant with Jesus, the only begotten Son, before He ever started the process. So when Adam got in the body and fell, he was already under covenant, and that covenant was a covering that we call theophonic body. So there's no way that you can fall. And be lost. Boy, I, we ought to shout over that. Praise God. I mean, what are, you, what are we worried for? Watch. So he tells us. Let me read this. And basically it will be over time. But it's, it's a long quote. But let's read it real quick. Brother Brown tells. Now this body is subject to the spirit. The spirit is the revealed word. The message of the hour. Let's call it that. And he says. We have not yet entered into the word form. Which is theophany. But we are still in the flesh form. That's where we're at this morning. But now we are subject to the word or the revelation of the hour. We're subject to a message. Whether we like it or not, we're subject to a message. You say, well, I kind of missed it more and more. But we're still subject to a message. Keep in mind, his subject is theophany. His process is God. Now watch. He said, death in the flesh will take us there. Take us where? Across the curtain of time into a spirit body, a theophany made before the foundation of the world in the image of the perfect you. But it is not glorified. It cannot eat or sleep. It don't get hungry. It can communicate. It can fellowship. But it cannot, it doesn't have the sensate like sex, what more that you can hug each other and have the things in your body. It's not made that way. All right. Is it just the same? What now? Death takes us there. Watch. The same thing 
of a little baby. Now, I read this, I've heard this back in the 70s. They had a big debate on it, that abortion wasn't murder because there was no life there. And I argued that it was and whatever more because Brother Bam said abortion is murder. And um, Brother Walt, bless his heart, we was good buddies. And he said, well, Brother Greg, it's only uh, muscles and herbs, which I'll read right here. But remember now, John the Baptist received the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb. All right. What part is quickened to receive the Holy Ghost? The soul. So the soul is what built that body. So that little gene was there. But it's not quickened until a spirit body comes out here and it becomes a living soul, a triune being, to make it a living or a manifested body. Let's read it. What is it? Just think of a baby. You take a woman, no matter how evil she is, when she is pregnant and fiction to be mother, watch before that baby is born. I don't care how cruel the woman is. She gets real kind. And husbands say, amen. <laughs> well, my wife is cranky, praise God. No, well, <laughs> there is something about her seems godly. Amen. Didn't get no amens there either. <laughs> There's something about her. See, see, a little mother is fixing to become mother by the baby. Watch. Why is it? That little body now, it's not alive yet. See, there's the quote that they used to prove that abortion wasn't murder. See, it's not alive yet. The only thing it is is just flesh and muscles. That little jumping, that just muscles jerking. But when it comes forth from the womb, God breathes the breath of life into it. See, I remember Adam. He formed a body around and he breathed the breath of life into that body and he became a living soul. Said he breathes the breath of life into it and then he screams out. See, just as sure as there is a natural body being formed. Now remember, he's talking about a natural body being formed in the mother's womb. There is a spiritual body being formed in this physical process that's going on among us right now. If we really grasp what God is doing, we wouldn't have any reservation about being in church every time the word and the doors are open. Why? Because it's taken us through a process. I'm getting closer and closer and closer and closer to the end. All right. Little gentleman, must, and watch. See, just as sure as there's a natural body being formed, there is a spiritual body to receive it as soon as it gets here. Then, when a man is born again from heaven. Now, being born again from heaven means that you had to be born from heaven to start with. A born again son of God is one that is born to heaven and cannot commit sin. Because he's born of God. When was he born of God? In the very beginning when he made the theophany. Alright. See. He becomes a spirit babe in Christ. And then when this robe of flesh is dropped. There is a natural theophonic. A body not made with hands. Neither born of a woman. That we go to. Praise be to God. This old house is getting older. This old house is wore out. I've fixed all the leaks. What more? Then that body returns. Watch this process now. That body returns back and picks up the glorified body. That remember God creates again out of the dust of the earth. And forms around this theophonic body to make it glorified. But now we got this problem of being here. 
We hadn't gone to the die and got our theophany to be, come back to be glorified. We're living here. So there's a process taking place in us that has to come to the same conclusion or end product as if you died, went to the theophany, come back and be glorified in a resurrection. Are you following me now? So something has to happen to us by the presence and the perusia of Christ the Word to make me the same here as if I had died and went to my theophany. And basically that means that I have died to self. I have been crucified with Him. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. We are dead in Christ. Therefore, this resurrection can join us together with Him. Watch now. He comes back and picks up the glorified body. That's the reason Jesus went to hell when He died. Karen, you want to come with close as soon as we get this quote. That's the reason uh, Jesus, when He went to hell when He died, preached to the souls that were in prison, turned back in, into that theophany. Marvelous. Thank God. 2 Corinthians 5.1 If this earthly body be dissolved, this earthly tabernacle, we have one, see, we have bypassed that. You've got to have each step to meet the glorification. It's like a number in a combination. The combination of the door won't open until you understand the combination to it. That's the reason the rapture is waiting for its climax because we have not got the revelation yet to finish it up. We believe it, but it hadn't become living life to us to realize that we have been joined back to this Logos, the alphabet that is here. We have become one with God, the Word. And when you see me, you see the Father expressed in physical form. All right, watch now. Turn back to 2 Corinthians 5, this little bit now. See, we have bypassed that to come straight from God. That's the attribute to be flesh, to be tempted and tested by sin. How are you going to be tested? By a message that he called revealed word. Because remember, our start, original sin started by rejecting the revealed word. So you and I are going to be tested by accepting or rejecting the revelation of the word that is presented to you in this hour. And it come by a prophet. How many is following me now? You said, I don't believe it. Then you've already rejected that you have a representation on the other side. There's no way in the world that you can ever be a part of the rapture. And I cut it in your notes. And said, well, I can accept Jesus. I can do this. No, no, no. He said, you've got to have Elijah to finish the process. And without Elijah, there's no kingdom. There's no heaven. There's no glorified body. And there's no rapture. So Elijah is important. If you don't hear that prophet, you'll be cut off from the process. Now watch. He comes straight from God, the attribute to be tempted and tested by sin, which is being tested by the revealed word like Adam did. But when the testing of his word is over, 
when we are taken up to this body that was prepared for us before the foundation of the world, let us make man in our own image, it is the Word, which is the theophany body, there that we skipped to come right around down here to be tempted and tested. If we have come through that theophany, there had been no temptation. We would have known all things. Now here's where people get in trouble, and I'm being pong mine. That's the reason Jesus knowed all things, because He was Word before He was flesh. Now remember, that could not be Jesus, the man, the Son of God. Because Jesus did not know all things. He was not omnipotent. He was not pre-existent. He had a beginning in the womb of a virgin. So he's talking about the Logos that was birthed forth out of the Father called the Son of God. He's calling that Logos Jesus, which is our Father that created the body and named the body Jesus. All right. So we're looking at predestined to, be, to see that little spark of life that you had in you from the beginning. When you started your journey... In this life now, not back there, in this life, uh, many of you can remember it. Uh, you joined the church, you're doing this and what more. You try this and try that, nothing satisfied, that's right. But one day, you just recognized it, that's right. That's the part of the process. And now, getting the sermons is the rest of the notes. I used to preach, all, you know, one time back in the uh, early 80s, I preached this sermon, Seven Steps to Glory, in one service. You said, it must have been a long one. Well, it was about two hours. Wasn't it, Kevin? I think two 90-minute tape. And didn't have a clue what I was talking about. I only know what the prophet said. Now then, I feel and confess that the revelation has grown forth out of believing the Word. Because many of you was not present, I was not either, when the prophet came on the scene. Therefore, we believe until the revelation or the process of metamorphosis takes place that brings you to an understanding of who you are in Christ. You're not trying to figure out who somebody else is. The message of this hour called the rapture reveals to you that you are an eternal being predestinated before the foundation of the world and you're only in a process, now mortal, and now soon you'll go to an immortal body. If you die, you'll go to your theophany. You'll come back, what we call the rapture, pick up a created body called glorified and will rise to meet Jesus in the air. We that are alive... The Word will bring us to a glorified state. In other words, our understanding will be equal to our going to a Word body. Therefore, our revelation will be so that we cannot fall. I put it, the rain fell, what more? The rain descended. The Holy Ghost has descended. The rain descended, Jesus said. And the winds beat upon it. Doctrines of men, whatever more. But this building that's built on a rock will not fall. It fell in the garden. It fell at Pentecost. But it won't fall in this hour because now then the complete revelation of who you are in Christ has come to you and you realize that you are that eternal Word manifested in flesh. Amen. Let's stand this morning. I kept you too long. That's your...
forgive me for that, and then you have to forgive me, so we're all right. Read the rest of the notes, and we'll go to step number three next week. This process is the same as if we die, go to the theophany, and there we receive the revelation necessary to come back and pick up a glorified body. Now remember, God has already descended. First Thessalonians four sixteen. Now God is here. He has already the rain has already descended. Verse fifteen tells you that He brought the sleeping saints or the theophanies down here with Him. So those that are on the other side are already here in theophanic bodies. We cannot see them. And every theophonic body, even the Logos, has their attention on one small group of people. And that's you and I. Because we're the only ones that's keeping the process or transfiguration from coming to its glory. Amen. And the only thing that we can do to let it finish is die to your own will, your own this, ambitions, and everything else, as though you died in the flesh, you die in your mind and spirit, and completely submit your life to God, that He can do with it what He wants. That will bring us to a perfect rest. I used to worry about doing this, doing that, and you call or you not call, preach what more, pray what more, what more, no. Everything was laid out before the foundation of the world, and I'm only acting out. So I shouldn't worry about what I'm going to say, what I'm going to preach, or nothing else. I prepare my mind and go through the process of studying, thinking I'm doing something, but it was already in the mind of God. You're only acting out the thoughts that He put in there, and I can only act out that word that He put in me before the foundation of the world. And neither can you, but us together makes up a small group of all the groups, and all the groups come together as one group called the bride by the revealed word. Amen. What are we going to sing, pretty? All right. Thanks for loving me. Loving me to me means he elected me before the foundation of the world. Well, thanks for loving me. You have seen my spirit free. Well, I'm not quiet. I used to be and I say thank you Lord for loving me turn around and shake hands with somebody this morning would you thanks what's the matter loving me you have set my spirit free well I'm not what I used to be and I say thank you Lord for loving me Sorry. and I said thanks for loving me you have set my spirit free well I'm not what I used to be and I say thank you Lord one more time let's sing it now everybody and I said thanks for loving me you have set my spirit free well, I'm not what I used to be, and I say thank 
you, Lord, for loving me. And I said, thank you, Lord, for loving me. You have set my spirit free. And I'm not what I used to be. And I say, thank you, Lord, for loving me. Amen. Let's bow our hearts for a word of prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for making us aware of everything that transpired this morning that already transpired in your eternal plan. Help each individual seed and son and daughter of God identify themselves with this word that we may become one with the Spirit of God. That even our confession would be that when you see me, you see the Father are the word seed manifested in flesh. Help us in this hour and submit our will, submit our life, submit our minds into your hands, even though we have died and passed into your keeping power at this moment. You will bring it to pass. We see all the politics. We see the finances. We see everything in the world hitting that wall now of, it, of being at the end. Therefore, if all things come to a climax and we see it transpiring, we know also that our process to immortality is coming to that end product also. So therefore, Father, we thank you for bringing forth yourself the revealed word that when we look in the mirror, we see our own identity, our own gene, our own self, basically in you before the foundation of the world. Help us to understand that every spirit word fills us with a portion of yourself because you are life in every word and every seed. Therefore, add to our faith this morning and may our minds meditate upon it that it becomes a living reality through Jesus Christ our Lord. Bless and help each one, those that are on live stream around the world. We pray that your blessings will rest upon us in this hour. Go with us now. Be with us always. In your presence, we thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. You can be dismissed this morning as we say, well, thanks.